Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, heard each Sunday on Chorus Radio. It's a travel show where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. And on what might be a good sign of things to come, BC recently announced that they are welcoming visitors to their province again. But it also comes with some restrictions in our COVID-19 world. So in a few minutes, we'll chat with Destination BC about the 10 ways to travel safely and responsibly in BC this summer. And it's turning out to be more and more like the summer of the road trip. I think we say it every week now. And a lot of people are doing it the RV way. So we'll talk with the folks from Canadream about their Canadream trip planner and other useful tips for taking an RV trip this summer. So we'll have that later in the podcast. But we're going to start things out chatting with the International Air Transport Association. It's otherwise known as IATA. They recently came out with some alternatives to the 14-day quarantine that Canada has in place for those coming to Canada and for those returning to Canada from a foreign country. Now, we're seeing more and more countries open up for tourists and visitors, but it seems to me that other countries can open up all they want for tourists. But if we have to quarantine for 14 days upon our return, no one's going to go anywhere. So to share... What some of those alternatives to quarantine are, we are pleased to have Peter Serta join us now. He is the Regional Vice President for the Americas for IATA, the International Air Transport Association. Their website is IATA.org. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm thanks well. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, thanks for doing this. Many of us have seen the numbers and just how staggering uh, the numbers are as, the, uh, as far as the effect of the COVID pandemic has had on the airlines uh, just recently. Air Canada cutting back on uh, some of their uh, domestic flights. Uh, they lost over a billion dollars in their first quarter. Uh, you have Aeromexico, for example, filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So things are not getting better, are they? No, unfortunately not. Uh, this year, the, the forecast is that airlines, uh, global airlines around the world are going to lose around $84 billion. And that's a record loss, uh, considering that last year uh, we had record gains as an industry. Uh, For North America, that's going to be roughly about $23 billion. That's both the U.S. and the Canadian airlines. So it's really a a tough situation um, that this pandemic has caused, uh, is causing, and will continue to cause because the recovery both domestically and international, will not take place in at least two to three years. Mm-hmm. Well, and with international flyers, there's uh, the Quarantine Act, which the Canadian government uh, extended to the end of August now, basically saying anyone from uh, Canada leaving the country, coming back, has to quarantine for 14 days. And similarly, for anybody just coming to visit Canada from a, a, a foreign country also has to quarantine. Uh, that kind of uh, restriction really does put the uh, air industry really under the gun, doesn't it? It really does. And and I would say it goes far beyond just uh, the air transport industry. In a country like Canada that is so highly dependent on travel and tourism, both importing and exporting, uh, it's devastating because, uh, you know, for Canadians either traveling domestically or international guests coming to your country, that has an impact on hotels, restaurants, tour operators, And that's impacting the livelihood of many, many Canadians. And the same way as many Canadians take advantage of the summer season to visit other countries around the world, uh, that uh, is also going to have an impact on them. What is concerning is the quarantine measures. Um, uh, 
one thing we have recognized the air transport industry all along is the importance that government uh, have taken over the last several months on trying to combat uh, the uh, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have supported actually governments all around the world in repatriation flights, bringing citizens back to their home country. We've done thousands of, of flights. Uh, we've maintained cargo connectivity in terms of uh, ensuring that we can import and export uh, medical equipment, uh, um, all types of cargo necessities for the day-to-day lives of, of people. But one thing is very different today than it was just a, just a couple of weeks ago is that we now have biosafety protocols that help safeguard the well-being of passengers that make air transport much safer than it was before. Uh, increasing the, um, the confidence level is very important. But when you implement these type of quarantine measures, it's, it's really putting a damper and an additional obstacle for the industry to recover. And this is an industry that has worked very hard to make sure that it is safe to travel, that the industry will not be a vector of the virus. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our government, this government in Canada, is not seeing it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are some other things that can be done other than a blanket 14-day quarantine. And yes, uh, the assumption is we all want our tra- uh, travelers to be safe, and we want, uh, and no one wants anyone to get sick. But there are things that can be done uh, as far as, uh, you know, other other uh, recommendations that IATA has come up with other than a 14-day uh, quarantine, right? Absolutely. And, and this is actually something that, uh, that IATA has worked as an industry partner with ICAO, which is the International Civil Aviation Authority uh, organization, that it's the arm of the United Nations air transport sector, and, in which Canada is a, a member state of where industry and countries have worked together on establishing a set of protocols that will ensure uh, that aviation can transport passengers safely. They can transport them using protocols that are not going to cause this industry to be that vector of uh, cross-contamination. We're putting a lot of responsibility on the passenger. We've focused a lot on airports, on the aircraft, on, on the cruise. And, and the one thing is airlines want to do this in a safe manner, and they are doing it in a safe manner. Um, by requiring passengers to wear masks on board, uh, requiring passengers to ensure that they are in conditions of traveling. And this is the added responsibility that is being uh, given to the, to the uh, passenger before they even travel. Uh, they have to be fit to travel. Uh, the airplanes on board uh, for passengers to feel comfortable in terms of the ventilation system. They use a, a type of HEPA uh, system, which is comparable to what is um, in the operating rooms of hospitals, mm-hmm. the circulation of, of air every two to three minutes. I mean, it is possibly safer to be on an airplane than it is in public areas. Uh, and again, you see it at the airport in which, uh, you know, we have measures that are being implemented in the airport level. So the measures are being uh, implemented. The protocols are there. Uh, and putting a quarantine in place certainly does not fix the problem. I, we feel it actually uh, worsens the situation. And I would think, too, uh, with testing being uh, quicker, more uh, accurate, uh, if when, when someone is returning from uh, a foreign land back to Canada, for example, uh, there's ways where you could demand them to take a test right away. 
as soon as they uh, you know get back here, uh, if they test positive, fine. Put them under a 14-day quarantine, no problem. If they test negative, even if you want them to test again in a week's time, you can do that without having to have this uh, blanket quarantine, right? Absolutely. And again, you, you see many states are requiring uh, the testing. Uh, and as more tests become available... Uh, the process is going to be more reliable. They're going to be quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have to go about doing it in, in, a, in a manner that, again, meets the international protocol. There is consistency. Responsible opening, we think, is a course of action that should take place. Um, but when you, you put down a quarantine measure that is a blanket approach, that has negative connotations. And it's very difficult for consumers to have confidence because that is the number one uh, aspect that we, we need to to ensure that our consumers, customers are confident that they feel safe to travel. And it is very, very safe to travel. Uh, Peter Serta is the Regional Vice President, the Americas, for IATA, the International Air Transport Association. Again, their website is iata.org. Uh, thanks for your time, Peter. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Fred. We appreciate your uh, uh, inviting us to the show. I think we say it every week now, but it's turning out to be more and more like the summer of the road trip. And a lot of people are doing it the RV way. And the folks from Canada Dream have a wealth of information on their website for taking an RV trip this summer. Part of that is their Canada Dream trip planner guide and other useful tips. So to tell us more about Canada Dream's trip planner is Klaus Gretzmacher. He is the director of tourism for Canada Dream. Their website is canadream.com. Hi, Klaus. Hello, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I've uh, kind of dubbed this the uh, summer of the road trip, and that means uh, it's the summer of the RV road trip for a lot of people. Have you seen an uptick in RV rentals and usage uh, so far this summer? Yes, Wendy, we have. We have actually uh, picked up lots of bookings uh, domestically. Uh, as you know, uh, most of the RV companies rely on the international uh, business, but since uh, you know, since COVID-19, everybody had to adjust. And we have adjusted actually very, very well uh, to the uh, local market and uh, see lots of Canadian uh, 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 travelers in our motorhomes. Mm-hmm. On your website, canadream.com, there is a wealth of uh, information. Uh, let's just assume someone's got their RV all ready to go, and now they're wondering, uh, well, <laughs> now where do we go? But you do have one uh, link on there that's very useful, and that's your trip planner link. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we, uh, our philosophy is really we are selling Canada, Canada and Canadian experiences to our guests. And not so much uh, renting motorhomes. Also, of course, that's what we do. But everybody that uh, rents a motorhome really comes here, uh, whether it's a Canadian or whether it's an international guest, to uh, experience Canada. So we have uh, designed a variety of itineraries to make it very easy for the guest. If they are, uh, let's say, they pick up a motorhome in Vancouver and they would like to go up north, then we give them suggestions for various uh, route routes and also for various stops on the way. And uh, we do this ac- across Canada. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's very easy to use. You've broken it down. Pretty much you click on whatever province you're in or want to go to, and then there's some uh, ideas and some different types of itineraries, things you can do, right? 
That's correct. And then we also, as if you click on it, you see that we have uh, partners listed at the very bottom. We call them premium partners that are partners of our so-called Canadream Club, uh, where we uh, uh, um, help our guests find the best attractions and the best campgrounds uh, and anything Canada has to offer that they can pre-book or pre-plan before they leave their home. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very easy. And uh, the club has now over over 2,000 products from whale watching to river rafting to helicopter flying. Everything really Canada has to offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see this on the website. And we also have an, uh, an app. I don't know whether I, have you seen the app? No, I haven't. So explain that further too. So on the... Uh, the club lives on the app, so when you are on your on the way, when you're sitting in your motorhome, you can access uh, uh, via our our Can Dream Club app all the different products uh, we have and that the guests can uh, can experience. You can look at them, you can watch a video, and you can actually book. You can book on the go, and you get a very special price. You get a better price through us when you book it. Then uh, going through the window to the window. Well, I think uh, especially now uh, that would come in very handy to be looking ahead, booking ahead, because you never know what kind of restrictions are in place uh, with the uh, COVID pandemic going on. You never know uh, what capacity uh, a, a certain attraction has. So it's always good to plan ahead these days, especially uh, w- w- with what's going on, right? Yeah, that's correct, and, and that's that's the beauty about the about the club and the app that you, uh, you have access to all these uh, different places and you can plan, you can plan. You can also plan a very safe route or you can plan a very safe stay uh, where, you, where you really like to uh, kind of isolate yourself in, inside your unit and, uh, and make sure that, uh, that you stay healthy. Uh, as far as uh, so far, we're into July already. Uh, what is the campground situations? Do, do you know as far as are a lot of them booked up? Uh, and again, I guess this goes back to planning ahead and using uh, the trip planner and your uh, Canada Dream Club uh, app to see what uh, campsites and campgrounds uh, have available, right? Yes, that's correct. But uh, we are talking about basically three different types of, of, of camping. We are, we are talking about national parks. We're talking about the provincial parks. And then, of course, we're talking about the private campgrounds. So mm-hmm. Those are all our club partners. And uh, most of these private campgrounds have definitely space right now. And actually, most are open. It depends, of course, on the province, and it depends on the ease of the restriction. And really, every this changes just about every week right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, for a newbie like myself, uh, give me a couple of tips on uh, starting out uh, using an RV and, and, and in the RV world. Uh, well, there is a couple of things to consider. I mean, first of all, what, what do you want to do? Uh, do you travel alone or you have a family? And, and where do you want to go? Uh, I would always first, firstly look at the area where you're going and not so much try to drive as much as I can in the shortest period of time. You really want to enjoy the experience. And you want to pick maybe, I say, five or seven destinations, looking again at the trip planner, at mm-hmm. the itinerary, looking at all these different uh, uh, options you have, and pick in, in your province or wherever you want to go and pick a few areas 
and spend time in those areas. That's really nice. But then we have someone that really loves to travel. And we have special, again, special itineraries, like I don't know whether you have seen the Yukon Explorer, for example, mm. where we have a, uh, a fantastic uh, set uh, trip where, where we partner together with, with the Yukon government of his tours in Yukon. And it's a very, very interesting offer where you drive from Vancouver. You drive nearly 6,600 kilometers all the way up into the Yukon, you know, follow the old gold rush uh, uh, history and the trail to the northern Yukon Dawson City and then all the way down. So, of course, 6,600 kilometers in, in 24 days that, you know, there's some driving involved. But there's also lots to see and lots of places in between where you can really drive. You just soak in the scenery. Mm -hmm. It's like you're in a cinema. And you have to pick your unit by, again, you know, uh, it depends. You know, most people uh, maybe pick one size too small. Give Give yourself room, especially when you're on a longer trip. You know, give yourself room and also check your driving abilities if you are... Uh, not too familiar with driving or you're a, lo- a big vehicle, then go a size down. Mm-hmm. Comfort yeah. is the is the key and uh, yeah, lots yeah. of information on the CanaDream uh, website, canadream.com. And uh, Klaus uh, Gretzmacher is the uh, Vice President of Tourism for CanaDream. I appreciate your insight, Klaus. Thank you very much. Well, the province of BC recently announced that they are welcoming back visitors to explore their province again, but it also comes with some restrictions in our COVID-19 world. So Destination BC came out with some reminders in a blog called The 10 Ways to Travel Safely and Responsibly in BC This Summer. To share some of those ways with us is Maya Lang. She is the Vice President of Marketing at Destination BC. Their website is explorebc.com. Hi, Maya. Hi. Um, well, I guess these tips, 10 ways to travel safely and responsibly in BC this summer, I suppose you could replace BC with just about anywhere because uh, a lot of these things would apply to people who are visiting any kind of destination. Would they not be, kind of? Yeah, I think they're they're pretty straightforward. I think, um, you know, with, with COVID-19, traveling in British Columbia or in Alberta may be a little bit different. So mm-hmm. um, things may take a little longer to, to kind of get planned and booked. Well, I think that's probably the thing, is that things just take a little bit longer no matter what you're doing these days, whether it's shopping, if you're going to a restaurant, or anything like that. So number one on your 10 tips is plan ahead, uh, especially now. You don't want to be just pulling up to a hotel or something, hoping hoping you can get a a room, right? Yeah, that's right. We're really encouraging people to take a bit of extra time to to plan their trip in advance. And so... Um, you know, there's, whether there's new protocols in place or just wanting to make sure that you understand kind of what some of the changes may be just with the health and safety protocols in place, just making sure that people are aware of what to expect when they arrive somewhere. So we're just encouraging uh, people to, you know, contact the businesses in advance or um, even contact the local visitor center for more information just to make sure that they're, or the, the business itself, of course, just to make sure that they are aware of what they're they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're going to jump around a little bit. Uh, move to number four, more time. That kind of adds in more time, fewer locations. So uh, again, it's a slower pace of travel just because of, uh, you know, things are taking longer to do, right? 
Yeah, and what we're suggesting here is, you know, choosing a home base. So maybe heading to Revelstoke or heading to maybe somewhere further a little into into British Columbia, in, you know, whether it's Prince George or, or further afield into, uh, you know, Tofino, for example, um, mm-hmm. is, you know, choosing a home base and then doing trips from there uh, so that, uh, you know, we're not actively encouraging big road trips yeah. through British Columbia. Uh, I like that idea anyways, and I love Revelstoke, by the way. Uh, what does uh, be respectful mean other than the obvious? Well, I think that one, you know, is uh, just understanding that there are some communities that are closed to outsiders. And so we're just encouraging um, people to be aware of that is one aspect of it. So just making sure that, you know, you contact the the business or the visitor center in advance and and make sure that you're, you know, traveling into an area that uh, whether you're British Columbian or an Albertan, that you're uh, that you're going to be well received in that community or even just thinking about things like um, you know being respectful to a community in the sense of uh, you know doing your supermarket shopping perhaps in a, in a larger community mm. or at your at your home base um, rather than you know heading into a into a, a smaller community and then mm-hmm. clearing out the uh, the store shelves so that's really what that be respectful means uh, in, in uh, on that top 10 list and it kind of goes back to uh, the first one planning ahead right Yes, exactly. Yeah, just making sure you've you've got the essentials with you. We've been suggesting things like um, pack your essentials, mm-hmm. uh, stock up with some of the things like a um, suggest like a clean trip kit. So having a hand sanitizer, some soap and gloves and masks, and even toilet paper for those going perhaps further afield. So uh, <laughs> just uh, having that clean trip kit or packing some of those key essentials, I think, goes a long way for for everyone's comfort. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another one here is uh, traveling in smaller groups, obviously. You don't want to have a big family reunion or something like that, right? Yeah, well, there is a limitation in British Columbia of groups, um, uh, you know, not convening with with over 50 people. So um, sometimes those family reunions can get a little rowdy So <laughs> when, and, and big, depending on the size of the family. Mm-hmm. So we're just, uh, you know, suggesting people people smell, uh, travel in smaller groups of friends or, um, you know, just, just making sure that you're able to practice that physical distancing in public. Uh, and, uh, and of course, you know, with, with friends that you're, you're, you're traveling together. Uh, what does be adventure smart mean? Adventure Smart is a great resource to help anyone who's looking to go into the outdoors. So, you know, just making sure people understand, you know, to, to have a plan, to uh, make sure that you're pl- packing all the essentials, water, food, a map, compass, letting people know that you're traveling into the backcountry, for example. Um, so just kind of those, um, some of those uh, good practices to mm-hmm. make sure that you're, uh, that you're prepared, prepared for weather changing, prepared for a different type of landscape, or, or even getting prepared for getting lost if you're going somewhere, somewhere uh, back country. So it's a great website to, uh, to help give, um, you know, give some guidance as to, to how to do that smartly, um, you know, and, and, and safely. I can hear all those adventure travelers right now going, we do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's for the newbies that are looking like to be a me. bit more <laughs> Exactly, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, going, a lot of this goes hand in hand. A lot of these kind of blend in with each other, but leaving no trace, that's the uh, same kind of thing. Uh, if you're going to be in the backcountry or, or camping or something like that, you don't want to leave a mess. Well, and I think in particular uh, in British Columbia and and in Alberta too is just with the um, with wildfire uh, concerns, just making sure that you're making sure that you're you're leaving in a space better than when you arrived. So, um, you know, just make, doing those sort of basic things that mm-hmm. uh, that make sure that we don't have a, a wildfire breakout. Um, 
or even respecting local wildlife, not feeding animals. I mean, all those sort of um, best practices when it comes to uh, being respectful to the land Mm -hmm. uh, and the communities. Well, and one great thing, again, we're looking at 10 ways to travel safely uh, and responsibly in BC this summer. It's on the uh, Explore BC website. It, there are the links so for, for, for more information, like, for example, Adventure Smart, right? You, can, you have the one little couple sentences in there, but if you want more information, you just click on the link, right? Yeah, that's right. There's um, there's quite a few links in the article itself. Um, there's a whole section on our website called Know Before You Go that speaks about um, border closures, um, best practices when traveling, uh, ferries, um, you know, BC's latest response to COVID-19 and phase three that we're in right now, camping in BC and so on. So lots of um, lots of tips and, and things to do kind of, as as I said, know before you go, um, before you head out into uh, to, to, to your summer travels this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and one that's kind of obvious now that we've been doing this for so many uh, months now is stay apart and stay safe. That's social distancing again. But uh, again, good reminders, just because you're on a holiday or a vacation somewhere else, uh, don't forget to do those little things. Exactly. Yeah, good. Some some basic, a good reminder of some of the basic things that uh, each, of our, each of us have become very used to, but we want to make sure that everyone continues to do during this, uh, during this uh, moment in time. And it's all about supporting local businesses, isn't it? Uh, and they've yeah. really been hurting with the lack of tourists. Uh, I mean, we are right smack in the middle of it. We're in July already. Uh, we only got a small window. Uh, so that's really sort of the nuts and bolts of it when it comes to the tourism industry, in, not only in BC, but throughout the country, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in British Columbia, the tourism industry is a $21 billion industry that in 2019, employing about 166,000 people around the province. And that is going to be based on our scenario planning and the BC restart plan. Looks like that will be reduced to about a third uh, this year. So definitely lots of communities and and. and residents that have been hit hard by the pandemic um, have been hard economically by the pandemic and so I think every one of us as a Canadian can can do our part to help uh, nurture those uh, those businesses and those communities back mm-hmm. to uh, back to a healthy healthy state so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the biggest one of all I think anyway is be calm be patient be kind because you're going to run into lineups at uh, you know your drive throughs right. to get your coffee on the way and those types of things so uh, pay, pack your patience right <laughs> That's right, and that's a, a, a line that Dr. Bonnie Henry, our provincial health officer, has been using, and I think it's been sort of a mantra here in, in BC. So um, I think that's uh, you know something that we, we happily extend to our, our friends in Alberta as well. Just knowing, you know, sometimes, you know, option A, the business you wanted to visit may not uh, be open, um, and so just be, be ready to have a backup plan and to do something else, perhaps, mm-hmm. in that community or on that trip. So, yeah. It's 10 ways to travel safely and responsibly in BC this summer, and Maya Lang is is the Vice President of Marketing for Destination BC. You can find them on explorebc.com. Uh, it's great that people are starting to travel a little bit, at least. Anyways, isn't it, Maya? <laughs> it sure is, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that is this week's Informed Traveller podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveller radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveller.ca. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.